And just like that, before the hook drops, it is us here on a Tuesday evening. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new show here on the Broad Street South Sports Network, which is Coaching Sessions. And you guys are going to absolutely love this couple as much as I do. And I don't say that about everyone because why? Because these guys are going to give you the different version of mental awareness and mental health that you normally would hear from a paid professional. So what you're going to hear tonight, the experience you're going to have, and hopefully from here on out, if you guys have questions, comments, you also know the live number to call in, 813-553-1130. You guys can end up calling in, ask them questions, and if you're going through any, any kind of mental health issues, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, Please share it here on the show as we're going to get everybody here tuned in tonight with a brand new type of show here on Broad Street South. And we're absolutely excited to have Jania and Jesse on with us. Uh, great couple. They're living their best life. As the picture I showed everyone earlier uh, out on social media that I shared, and I'll end up bringing it back up again as soon as I find it because I'm always scrolling through a bunch of stuff here. But you guys can see the beautiful couple up there on your screen. Again, leaning into our triggers, challenges, beliefs, and yes, BS. With coaching sessions, these guys are going to absolutely wow you tonight. So give us time to get everything going, of course. You guys know that we start the show differently every single time. But tonight, we're going to welcome our guests right on here. So normally, I do my Broad Street South introduction, and I see DJ Montage in the background as well, getting things started. So with that being said, it is the lovely couple, husband and wife themselves, Jania and Jesse. Guys, ladies, how are you this evening? Hello. Awesome. Hello, hello, Angel. Hello, Angel and, and everyone. Hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. We are so grateful um, to be here tonight on this on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saying hello from the rather warm Bahamas. Yes. Yeah, that is extremely, extremely nice. I, I will say from paradise here in Tampa, Florida, it is uh, the time of the year when it starts to get really warm. And I think the next time we might see... 70 degrees in the middle of the day would be about December 25th or so. So, and I'm not complaining because it's always a great thing. It's always a beautiful thing. And we, of course, are here live at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios in Tampa, Florida. And as we said, the phone lines are open if you guys want to call in. If you have any kind of issues you guys want to talk about, 813-553-1130, as you guys can see there on the screen. And with all that being said, as we dive right into it, and I want to talk about it as far as the first topic here, we know that there's a lot of people that they go around and they might use the mental health into our mental awareness as a crutch because while I'm at work and I know my now work decided to offer this new thing that if I'm not feeling good, well, I can raise my mental health awareness card and say, hey, I don't feel like coming into work today. Then uh, even though I'm going to go out in a boat or do something else. So I want to get from you guys, the experts here. When people talk about mental health awareness and they want to know about exactly, you know, what their feelings are, the actions without taking it in a whole different light or a whole different spectrum, meaning that don't lie about it, but come out and say something. What's the best way someone could approach you guys, for example, and get the best life advice they possibly can? That is a great, great question. Okay. Do you Absolutely. Jump so on in on that one. I think the, the first thing that that we like to remind everyone and we like to, to mention is the fact that we're all going through this. We all have backgrounds. We all have past experiences and our feelings about ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves are exactly, you know, where we have derived. All those things are, are from our pasts. We're not taught 
necessarily, you know, how to break them down, how to look at the experiences that we've had, especially as kids. And now here we are as adults. And a lot of those perceptions and those beliefs stem from those. And it's true for all of us. It's true. You know, our perceptions and how we see the world is, is massively distorted because, and it's very individual for each and every one of us, because it comes from our own beliefs, our own things that we've learned from our caregivers and our parents. Um, and, you know, from what we've learned from the meanings that we've created mm-hmm. within our own selves through life. So you're asking, um, you know, mental, mental health, we're all, you know, we're all on the mental health spectrum. You know, some people, you know, have the tools, they've learned the tools to navigate certain challenges and others haven't. So to your question of what do you do when people are kind of pulling the card, the mental health card, I think, um, you know, that can happen, but I think it's a strategy that they've learned. You know, it's not an intentional, oh, let me, let me pull the card. Cause I get a, I got, I need to get out of work today. Perhaps it is, I'm going to pull this card because it's the only thing I've learned that I know how to do. And I can, you know, practice avoidance through that strategy or I could just get myself out of a day of work or maybe I can get some of attention or validation. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword. It is. And, and what's behind all that? Fear. Fear. You know, it's fear of, of being judged by others. It's fear of, that actually can stem from judging ourselves. Jeannie uh, and I spent... Uh, have spent a lot of time talking about, you know, what sits at that core? And we always end up with the same answer and it's, and it's relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the relationship that we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship that we have with others, uh, the events from our past lives, and maybe even the relationship we have to the perception of the events coming up. You know, sometimes that's you know, obviously mm-hmm. where the anxiety might kind of make, might come from. And the relationship that we have with the circumstances in our lives. Uh, and how do we deal with those, all those different types of relationships? We deal with them with the same skills and tools that we have gathered in that belief system right. from growing up, adolescence, young adulthood, into life. And you know what? Some of those, they worked for us back then, but they don't necessarily work for us now. And are we learning new tools and new skills to deal with life as it is as, as an adult, so to speak? Or are we still using how we how we dealt with it as children? Right. And again, what we're perceiving about ourselves is what we're going to project onto the world. Right. right? We perceive, oh, I'm, I'm anxious. I have a problem. That's what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to project or, you know, if I whatever, whatever it is or if I'm feeling wonderful about myself, wonderful and confident and, and capable, I'm going to project that out into the world. So it really goes back to our beliefs about ourselves. But we're so often um, judging ourselves and others on the surface level of behavior, right? And we do it to other people And we as do it well. to other people that we don't get down underneath and dig and, and find, what is the belief that's driving that, you know? Why would that person be, be using that as an excuse or, or would they not be or what strategy did they learn that's not working? Right. And, and it, I have to agree there because there's I'm going to bring up something that, that we're going to end up bringing up later on throughout the show as we're talking about different memes. We also talk about when people talk about mental health awareness and, and some people 
You know, if you were in the service, some people have seen things that other people have, have may have never seen and never dealt with. And so there's different levels of where you are. If you live in a big city, you may get tired of what goes on in the surroundings around your neighborhood. You might be the one person in your neighborhood that want to make everything better. But unfortunately, the 50 other houses around you want things the way they are, chaotic, you know, to be noisemakers, to be whatever the case may be. Me coming from Philly, moving down to Tampa, it was for me, it was a, a, like night and day. I came from, and I don't want to say completely cast because Philly's not completely chaotic, but it gets to the point where and we talked about before we went on air that everything's got to happen really fast. Everything. You know, you go to Wawa. Oh my God, you know, it's going to take two minutes for the coffee to make. Two minutes. Oh, two minutes. You, ah, yeah. So much time. Yeah. And then you come down here to Florida, same Wawa now. You know, as far as the same company, but then they, they, it's like the apology is like, you know, I'm sorry, it's going to take about two minutes for it, you know, to broom. Like, what, are you talking to me? To, it's, right. you're apologizing for, it's okay. I'm not dying within the next two minutes for coffee, but it's all right. You know, things will be fine. But you take that into today's society where then you have social media, which can either be a really good thing and or a really bad thing. And right. the addiction that some people have to it because they feel like they need to be the most popular person on social media that either they'll do something that's not within their character. And I hate to say it when it comes to like, and it's not all women. And, and thankfully I have my young girls. I also have my young nieces and they haven't done it to this point yet. And if they do, they know they're going to get a big talk from me. But you have some girls that just their natural beauty, they can put out a message and it, it could be something uplifting, you know, you know, thanks for today or God, thank you for, you know, giving me another day. But if they don't showcase these features in their body, all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm going to swipe or I'm not even going to like that because they're not showing that. But you can have a girl and or even a guy with a six pack and they don't have to say anything and just stand something like this and take a picture and they get a thousand freaking likes, 10,000 likes. And now all of a sudden it becomes super popular. So why, you know, coming again to you guys, why is it on social media? Can't we just be us where we have to be what people want us to be? And we just can't get that natural, true love that we all look for. And I'm not saying that we have to be wholeheartedly like someone's got to come up to you and say, I love you, but just to be accepted for who you are. Um, let me let me jump in and um, sure. I'll say one thing. We humans have the most wonderful, wonderful superpower. One of our many superpowers is the superpower of fitting in, Right. We are chameleons and we learn at a very, very young age to fit in, right? We, you know, we're born and we realize very early, oh, smile at mom. She's going to smile back. Bring home that beautiful picture from kindergarten. They're going to put it on the refrigerator. We start learning very quickly that validation comes from without, we're never, you know, we're not taught, most of us are not taught to validate ourselves, so check in with ourselves. So we learn very early on between birth and age seven that who we are is directly related to what we do. So we seek that, we seek that outside validation and it actually creates a biochemical reaction in our brains it releases these wonderful feelings of oxytocin, you know, that feeling when you hug somebody, you know, the warm and fuzzies, the likes on Facebook will create that same experience in our bodies. And it does, like you said, it becomes an addiction. We can become very addicted to 
those those hormones. the acceptance right. the acknowledgments mm -hmm. and uh, and because it's all so fast paced and so immediate you know some of some of the the triggers that we're now learning about because of social media is uh the the delay so to speak so you post something you know, you put up a picture. And you're you, looking. You're looking. How come only what, nobody liked it yet? Nobody liked it yet. Exactly. Nobody liked it yet. Oh, only three people liked this, but seven people liked that person's post. Right. You know, it becomes a competition. And that's that's a, an excellent trigger, uh, if you can learn to uh, recognize it. You know, and, and like Angel, you mentioned with with your your girls. You know, even recognizing it in them, maybe seeing that they're on their phone and they just posted something, and they're they're paying incredible attention at whether or not they're getting any of those responses you know that's a great opportunity to to you know have that kind of a discussion to kind of bring that into their awareness because it is something that that we're all dealing with it on different levels it may not even be social media it could be any of us going to work and uh, accomplishing a certain project or, or you know doing an excellent job at something and waiting for that that external acknowledgement that's what gina had kind of mentioned before right it's the external it's our internal state waiting for that external validation quite similarly when you send that text and the person doesn't respond to you right away yeah. <laughs> and then you're spinning all the, the stories and the, t the tales um that generally are pretty pretty negative and pretty negative against you oh they must not like me they must be ignoring me maybe i piss them off we we start fortune telling this doom and gloom future and then all of a sudden you know three hours later when we they do finally text us back we, we find out they were taking a nap and like oh but we've put ourselves through all this you know self-degradation but I, I think you're right like you had mentioned social media is it's amazing it's an amazing tool it's an amazing technology and oh my gosh how awesome do that we had it during you know the plague of the last two and a half years to connect with people and it can be used you know, for utility, but of course, like everything else, you know, there's a duality. It can it can become addicting and have the reverse effect. Absolutely. And I, I agree there because it it used to be before those four words that were so detrimental before. When you would hear it, it would make you cringe. We need to talk. Oh right? yeah, no. we. I think everybody that's probably listening to say that one more time, they'll get that certain feeling in their body. Yeah. That was the one that I, I, as soon as I would hear it, I said, we need to talk. Oh, wait. Oh, that was, uh, okay. <laughs> Let me put that knife away for a second because it was, it was those words that you would hear before and it would make you just do the same thing. They just like said, Jania, that you would have to, you would cringe because like, oh, it, is it going to happen now? And the worst part was the follow-up to it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's four followed by the other five words. The nine words that no one could ever stand. And so now it seems synonymous when it comes to social media that the that heart or the like or the love button, whichever one you want to call it, mm -hmm. that is the new we need to talk. Because yeah. if something doesn't reply, someone doesn't reply something back, which you think it's creative or you did something completely different or something else, it's like, what did I do wrong? I don't understand. And then they start to up their game, their own little game in their head because it's not like anyone cares about there's, there's just times when we know that we hear from whether it's Instagram or Facebook, whoever case it be, they all go by these certain algorithms. Well, if you do it during this certain time and this day, the temperature could be like this, you could become a sensation. And to me, I think that's just a false narrative because when I hear school kids talking all the time and they talk about the things they post up there on social media, 
they're so hard on each other just to be like known or to be liked or something else that it becomes like a, almost like a deadly sin because it, it, you go to school, at least when we were growing up and, and you guys as well, because it was for an education to make sure that we made our parents proud. And then we felt good with the friends that we had back then because we didn't have the immense pressure that all these kids have today. So if we talked to one another, it was because, oh, you know, so-and-so dated this person, they didn't go out the way they wanted to, so now they moved on to this person. But you were never, like, treated like a, like in, I don't know, I, I want to say like a meme, I guess, put it that way. You were always treated with either a little respect or if you decided you wanted to talk trash about somebody, then whatever the high school rumor was back then and there, you know, it was well-deserved because you did it. You would cause that, you know, that conflict or you caused something to somebody else to put you in a situation. Well, fast forward to today, it's the same way. Those four words can end up meaning so many different things with all these different platforms that I feel bad that people cannot express themselves the way they want to. And if they do, it, it has to be followed by something else. Like you guys could be right now, the three of us could be in a ballroom somewhere. Do you know you walk in and you have the most excellent gown on and it's the way I say it. If I say, Jania, Jesse, you look absolutely stunning tonight. And I'm right next to Jesse. The three of us are right there. But here comes this person over here who's ear hustling. Wait, did he just come on to his wife? Like, uh, what did that mean? And I, so then you have to turn around and say, oh, I'm sorry. I should have said she looks beautiful in the dress that she had purchased from whatever store. And, and it's a right, dissertation yeah. this long. Exactly. Yeah. So. Why do people seem like now things are taken so far out of context when all we should just be is ourselves? We should say what's on our mind as long as we're not being disrespectful and taking things out of context. But we all now we have to explain ourselves even more. And that seems to also add towards like mental awareness. Right. It's right. it's the stories that we tell ourselves and it's the stories that we think others are telling themselves. Right. There's this great uh, Charles Cooley quote. And it's a little bit difficult to get, but I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. And, and while that sounds incredibly complicated, right. it speaks to the stories that we tell ourselves, but to two different layers above the stories that we tell ourselves about who we think we are, mm -hmm. the stories that we tell ourselves about who others think we are, and that there's still this story that we're telling ourselves of who we think they think we are. So in that example that you gave, uh, you know, uh, walking into the, the ballroom and, and the, the gown comment, you know, there's three different stories going on in there. Right. And then there's also each of us worried about the stories that the other people right. are thinking. The other, yeah, the other people's and all this, perception. And all this happens in literally fractions of a second because right. we are really, really good at, at uh, adapting this type of a behavior because that's how we learn you know we learned as as Gina had spoken a minute ago about you know even as far as being uh, babies and children and getting that acknowledgement back well what were the stories that we were telling ourselves as a, as a baby that that smile in my mom's face is telling me that i'm a good person and that's where it begins and right. it gets it gets and, faster and faster and faster and that's you know that's where perception kind of gets foggy because you come in and tell me I look absolutely stunning in my in my dress. Thank you very much, Angel, by the way. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I myself take that as a wonderful compliment. I worked all day. I got my hair done. Yay. You know, I'm so excited someone noticed how stunning I look. Um, 
my husband here who's confident with himself he's like you're right you know she's she's looking good third person that's taking oh, the word that kind of gets me offense maybe they learned you know somewhere along the way complimenting a woman is is equals hitting on them now that's a belief that they're carrying it's not your belief it's not my belief but it's their belief and i think we we get really in dangerous territory when we try to force our own beliefs and our yeah. own morality on everyone around us yet we do that but we do it all so the time often and so naturally it is it has become a default behavior and like you had mentioned social media mm -hmm. that's a great example of sure you know it can be used beautifully and to our betterment if we're using it to learn to express ourselves because that's what all social media well, is I mean, just everybody expressing I mean, there can be an argument people are expressing themselves on social media but nine times out of ten it's negative yeah maybe yeah. those are just the reactions right and then um you know you get a negative reaction everybody's jumping on the bandwagon right so it can yeah. have the reverse effect but again it is it is i think it goes back to you know being wanting to, to fit in and get the likes you know, and you ask, why can't we just be our real selves on social media? Well, we can. It takes courage. It takes resilience. And you know? it takes and learning it takes some choice. tools yeah. that we were not set up with. And right. that's what this discussion is is all about. It's uh, understanding that we, we weren't taught how to, I mean, think about it. We were never taught how to deal with social media yeah. for our own mental health. Right. We're taught how we're all going to play in this sandbox of social media and we're going to continue telling ourselves the stories and and literally destroying ourselves from within. So it starts with awareness. Like in this conversation, there's elements of an awareness that if we can recognize that I am being triggered by posting this thing and waiting for that reaction or that person who reacted you know, negatively, that that comes from a story that isn't mine that's their story you know these are little elements of tools that we can start to employ and start to practice a lot you know following the awareness but again these are new yeah this is that that new take on mental health yep no it is and and, and to kind of flip it now on on the other side here because it, it as it all comes in together take that same scenario now we're going to flip it over to jesse right same way as a heterosexual male to another heterosexual male, you know, we can walk in the same room and it's funny to me where another man can't say to another man, Jesse, that suit looks fabulous on you. And that tie, where did you get it from? And the same thing now happens in the room is what now here's the other ear hustler. What right. is he, was that a gay comment? Was that something that was like, am I understanding it right? So then you got to turn Oh, uh, you again. Okay, let me explain. So he bought the suit from Lord and Taylor and he's been working out and so now he looks great. So and it's it's so it's either way, it's either towards a man or towards a woman. And before again, these were things that we can use to say before without being judged. Now, if you say something, it's it's completely different. And you could be, you know, part of whichever community you want to, and everyone is equally loved. But when you then start pushing too much of the boundaries like well you need to join my community no my community is better no my community has this it gets to the point where okay what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to believe do i talk to my kids about certain communities what do i not talk about am i not supposed to say that to a man because is that making me feel weird so it kind of 
if you guys can walk a little more through it, it, is it okay, even if it's from a man to a woman, as I, I use you first and then Jesse next, it, is it right for us to still say what we like without having the 50,000 explanations? I, I, well, he tossed it to you, but I do love that you said the word judgment because we can talk a long time about judgment. And I think judgment is something that does get us all, all stuck um, in our own heads. And again, you know, forcing our moralities on, on those around us um, and speaking our truth. For me, I don't think it's a male female thing problem, right? I no, think it's, it's a, a human, human, it's a human yeah. problem. Um, you know, expressing yourselves. Yeah, go ahead, pick it up. No, yes, yes to you. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I actually like that example better, Angel, because it does speak to the judgment and the social conditioning, which is what we both were alluding to earlier. Um, you know, those rules that you just asked. Why can't we just freely express ourselves? Why are there? Why are there rules about what we can and can't do? You know, it's a, it. It is about questioning those rules. Why isn't it okay for you to make those comments to me in, in my in my suit? Because of some social rule that was established long ago in your mind that so you, you may learned, not even be aware of. You might have learned it from your parents, from your caregivers, from your school, from your whatever organizations that you're associated with. Absolutely. So these are beliefs. So it starts, you know, we, we talked earlier about the awareness. It starts with questioning it. You have the awareness that, oh, look, I don't feel comfortable saying to this guy, you know, how good he looks in that suit. Why is that? Oh, it's because I believe this rule that I some sometime in my past had learned. And I think everyone else is carrying around those same rules. So if I express myself, I'm somehow going to violate that rule. A great question that like an introspective question that you could ask yourself in those moments is what is it that I believe about myself mm -hmm. That's making me behave that way, right? We're so we're so quick to 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 place our our suffering on other people. It's his fault that I'm feeling this way. It's it's his fault for for telling Jesse he has a nice suit and that's triggering me. Not so much, right? We are all responsible for our own thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors. So to to start questioning those, like what is it that's what I that I believe about myself that's making me making me behave this way. Making me behave with judgment or make more projection. Or and the like answer that. is always going to be some rule or some belief that you learned from someone else right. or many someone else's. And a comment just Maybe popped society. up and it said, that's empathy, mate. And that absolutely yep. is empathy. You know, you know, trying to meet people where they are. And I, I love I love our, our viewer for, for saying that, Grant. Thank you. I mean, empathy is a superpower, but again, it's not a superpower that we learn right. on, our, on our own. It's a, it's a superpower that we have to seek out and cultivate and practice. And, you know, one of the best empathy exercises um, that I've ever learned on our journey is just the simple philosophy that everyone you meet is doing the absolute best they can in any given moment. Right. And I get a lot of pushback on that. You know, I get a lot of pushback. We've heard a lot of pushback. What do you mean? That person that just pissed me off is doing the best they can. Yeah, they actually are. So, you know, place it inside that scenario that you just described. So there's that third person looking at the exchange between you and I. And the story exists that, oh, 
he must be judging us as, you know, inappropriate or maybe, you know, using uh, some uh, labels like gay or, or, or just simply inappropriate. No, he's doing the best that he can with what he's got in this moment. And what he's right. got are tools that don't allow him to think beyond the social rule that he learned a long time ago that a man can't tell another man that he looks good. Yeah. So it really is that simple of a breakdown, but it is new. Yeah, it's true. And and I, I'm hoping to get the name correctly. And I got a caller here on the line. So give me a second. But I, Gia, I hope that I'm, pronoun I'm pronouncing your name correctly. But uh, Gia came in with uh, time to deprogram and reprogram for the better of ourselves. And then followed up with we are judged by the way we breathe nowadays, which is absolutely the truth. It just, it, yeah. it's, it seems, it seems nuts to even say that, but it's the absolute truth. Uh, Grant, and by the way, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Grant says it's also a weakness. Sure. Uh, perspective is everything and perspective again. And, and again, this is yeah. why the discussions need to be had and need to be talked about because it, it is a shame that, you know, things, the way things are, and, and I could use someone currently, that's sitting somewhere in particular and always talks about, well, my dad said this, you know, and, and we all know that his dad really didn't say that, but I won't even bring that up because it's a whole different show for a whole different day. But for me, it should be one of those things that you should be able to say what's on your mind. Again, it, it's being respectful. Now it's different. If I flip the script once again, and I say to Jesse, and I know once again, if I'm a heterosexual, you know, a heterosexual man, and I look at Jesse, Jesse, those pants, <clears throat> Are they a size 30? <laughs> a little <laughs> wink. I don't have an emoji, but the, you know, the little wink right here, little glass of my eye. Then you're that's a whole different spectrum there because now it's like I am coming on to you, and, and that becomes a different conversation. But to me, it should always be this, you know, the same exact way. As long as you take within that respect level that you're you can compliment someone and you shouldn't be judged by it. And I know now most places that you work for in the offices. They have even now a laundry list of things that you can and can no longer say. And right. you also have to be careful how you say, which is, it's a five-letter word that makes me nuts. If you say hello to someone, you have to be careful how you say it because depending on how it comes out, mm. someone could say, um, hello? Like, what's that supposed to mean? Like, just well, a simple word, hello. Well, with, with that, Angel, somewhere along the line in, in our human evolution within the last hundred years or so, We've, we've also we've talked about our superpower of before. Another one of our, our superpowers as humans, we've, we've learned this trick and it's called the blame game, right? So it's our emotions are everyone else's fault. You made, you made me feel this. You said that and made me feel this. We, we're trying to hold other people responsible for our own reactions. And that, you know, with the, and that has now turned into... We can't say this. We can't say that. We can't, you know, mention this. We can't look at someone cross-eyed because it's, if you say something to me that triggers me, it's your fault. So now you can't say that because people, we make excuses for ourselves all day long and we blame our internal workings on those around us. And yeah, great strategy in the long run. I don't, not a very fulfilling one. It's a I mean, great it's strategy, strategy in the, in the short, short run, run, but not a very fulfilling one in the long run. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, when you finally take control of your own thoughts and actions in mind, 
It doesn't matter who looks at you cross-eyed. It doesn't matter what size Jesse's pants are. It doesn't matter because you're in control of you and nothing anyone says or does can, can shove you off the edge of equilibrium or alignment, right? You know, if, if I walk into a party wearing that beautiful, stunning dress, I'm, just, I'm really loving that analogy, you can't tell. And, you know, I walk in and person A over there, they're, you know, they're saying, oh God, she looks awesome. She looks fantastic. I, you know, I love her confidence. She, she's wonderful. Person B over there, oh, look at that stuck up snob. I can't believe she's wearing that. She looks like trash. Which one are right? Like, neither one of them but neither one of their judgments can phase me and why is that because i'm in control of my thoughts and my actions and my perceptions and that can be achieved by it takes practice <laughs> yeah but realizing what you had said earlier and that's that people are doing the best they can with what they've got at any given moment so whatever they're feeling whatever they're they're expressing mm -hmm. That comes from their story. Right. It doesn't have to be my story or it doesn't have to be your story. Right. Right. You know your story because you've done the work, which is mm -hmm. the practice of various different tools. And those tools are contradictory to the social rules mm -hmm. and the, you know, not even the non-social rules that we have learned. We have learned that other people say things and we have to react or we have to feel those, you know, the, the trigger reactions from those things that's what we were taught mm -hmm. and again we were taught that <clears throat> i mean tell me if you've ever heard you know your parents say this to you angel when you were younger you're making me angry stop yeah. stressing me out we learn this from our direct you know the these the direct caregivers, yeah. caregivers in our lives you're pissing me off you're stressing me out so we learn it at a very oh well then i'm responsible for for their their stress. So person B over here has got to be responsible for my stress. And that's how we learn the blame game. And we go through life, we try to control everything around us, what people say, what people do, the way people look at us, the way, you know, they interact with us. And that's exhausting. And that's just giving our power away, giving our power away. Which brings you right to the classic concept of what you can control and what you can't control well what is that i can i try and control everything around me my circumstances the behaviors of others but the only thing i can control is my reaction to them now if that's true then the power lies inside of me mm -hmm. not in trying to control other people it ties in even to the social media conversation that we were having a few minutes ago you know seeing a post it angers you it triggers you for whatever reason and meaning that you've placed on it and so you type in a comment well that really makes me mad there's another example yes. of that external thing right. is controlling what's inside of me and and we don't realize it because we just don't have that awareness and and triggers you know it's, it's a great word and it's all over everywhere and oh this triggered me that triggered me this triggered me that triggered me you know the point that we're missing it's never the thing that triggers us. It is never the person. It's never the situation. It's never what's going on in that moment that triggers us. It's what's going on inside of us, our thoughts, our beliefs about what's going on. So triggers are teachers. 
I triggers can be great, great doorways and pathways to those subconscious whispers saying, Hey, there's something to look over here. You know, there's something, you know, that's glitching inside of me, right. That I can right. fix. Cause I've got the control to fix it. This person doesn't, the, that political party can't fix me. That, you know, group of people over there can't fix me. So I, I love to look at triggers as teachers whenever I'm triggered, whether it's a positive trigger, which we can get into, or a negative trigger, which is mostly the ones that we're focused on. I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay, what's what's going on here? What is it? What's inside of me that needs some attention? But that right there, what Jeannie just described and, and explained is the work, is the work of separating yourself from the social conditioning, the rules that you had learned using that awareness of, oh, I've just been triggered and then getting curious, curiosity, self-curiosity is a, is an amazing step uh, that can, you can place into any given moment whenever you're triggered by, you know, sadness, anger, frustration. Mm -hmm. And, and that was beautiful how you broke that down. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, it was really nice. And Grant, by the way, Grant and G are, are coming in. I mean, back to back with far as with comments. Uh, Grant just it. came back. He said, uh, yo, I'd love to chat with you too. Maybe we can help uh, someone. This, yes. this needs to be taught. And This you know, absolutely, Grant, this totally needs to be taught. I could, I could spend a long time um, talking about how, you know, the mental health situation for the last 50 to 100 years that's just that just is not working it hasn't worked i mean we are the most anxious stressed out depressed addicted addicted group of humans that has ever walked on this planet so the old style of mental health and wellness it's just not working because this this stuff isn't taught personal responsibility isn't taught in the um, last two years We've had a healthy daily minute by minute dose of fear added into it. Right. And that's COVID has given us all tremendous opportunity to look at that trigger of fear. Absolutely. And it's just maximized exactly what we've been going through. It does. Uh, Grant also says that it really does. People are dropping off uh, too fast and it's a minefield. The old style didn't even exist. And it's you know, right. Grant again. Yeah, bring up great points. Where I've had now for the longest, and he's probably going to kill me. My fabulous co-host from Broad Street South, Mike Fuji's on the line here. Mike, first hey, of all, Mike. how are you doing from Lincoln Financial Field? I'm doing good. Met Barrett Brooks, who we had on earlier, Jason Avon. He talked about the draft. Like, to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. You know, calling in, you know, just listening to the conversation. You know, everybody's under a microscope these days, and it's like, you know, social media is so powerful, it could either make it or break it. Either it booms your emotions, or it'll drag your emotions down in depression. And, you know, where were we before social media? Where were we before so cell phones and the internet? It was just, it was a different world. You know, I'm 50 years old, just turned 50 in March. I'd like to thank you for coming on. And, you know, the world was a different 
past back when we didn't have no cell phones. Does everybody agree? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was definitely different times for sure. I mean, nobody had no anxiety about leaving your cell phone, what's going on on Facebook, Twitter, all these social media outlets. It was like, all right, there's pros and cons on both sides of the fence. Nobody, you know, it's just, to me, you want to know it's all about, you know, the media, it's all about attention. You know, everybody, or you can, you know, God forbid the Amber Alerts, the kid goes out and, you know, put out there, the Amber Alerts are out there and everybody's just doing their thing and posting it and everybody's just going crazy. TikTok, everybody's singing, dancing. Now, let's get back to the family values. Like, you don't see many families getting together. I was always told an old fashion statement. The family that prays together stays together. Mm -hmm. You could have dinner together. You know, you got parents running all over, dropping this kid off to that sport, to that activity. We didn't have all this. I mean, everything was right there. And, you know, everybody was just laid back. You didn't have to worry about social media, which to me is kind of like the devil's poison today. It's good, but it's bad. Pros and cons on both sides of the fence. Nope. All right, Mike. I agree, I agree with you, Mike. I think I like the way, you know, it, it is good and it is bad. And, and and we do recognize, you know, growing up, you know, we're, we're all in the same genre. I think things were a little different, you know, and social, social I mean, media. Yeah. I mean, and in I, our time, I mean, you know, you didn't, you didn't have people videoed chat like video taping fights and this and that like people helped each other out like where's the where's the respect you don't even see it like some guy could be getting his you know his butt kicked in and people are just standing right there with the phones just letting it go like whatever happened to like humanity morality like helping this person out this guy's getting his butt kicked in by six people. Where's everybody else at? Holding that phone. Everybody should be jumping in, covering for this, man. It's, you know, it's outnumbered. It's a disgrace. The road rage, everything. I mean, where's the morale of people today? It all went down the toilet thanks to social media. It's good, but it's a flat-out disgrace because people don't have no morals. These younger generations, there's good and bad, but, you know, it's not taught right. And it's a flat-out disgrace to me, and it fires me up like my Philadelphia Eagles when they're doing this. But I want to tell you, you know, it should just be, you know, that's not how we were raised. That's not how we came up. You know, you went to, everybody always had respect for elders, for people's parents. You don't even know that today. And it just lights me up. These idiots, the way they tried these three-wheelers, these idiots doing Papa Wheelies in the street. They, they no, I, split your head open because, God forbid, you know, it's a hard lesson to learn. And it just fires me up. 
No, that, my, uh, I appreciate I appreciate just, your passion. It kills me. It's, it's understandable. Uh, it kills me because if I, you know what? If I could take out and get what I want, I'd smack them all right across the board. <laughs> you think football fires me up? It's more about thank you, please. You know, it's all about, you know, it's not all about me. It's all about family values. And a lot of, a lot of these jokers today don't know jack about it. Right. You know what? I'll give myself a heart attack driving, but it, yeah, it kills me when I eat it. Don't, Please, don't thank you. Of course. Don't give yourself a heart attack driving. I'm fine. I embrace your passion. I'm fine, but I, it, it just hurts me. Any kid, if some ignorance kills me, you hold the door for somebody. Oh, you're welcome. All you gotta say is please, thank you. What? How'd your mother raise you? Did she pull you up by the back of your hair? It's a disgrace. It's a flat-out disgrace today. You know what? I'll blow ten blood vessels about because right. people, these younger generations, don't know how we came up. You know, so so my it hurts me. It fires me up to no end. Right. And, and here's what you're doing, Mike. Uh, you know, what you're expressing is exactly what's happening in probably probably all of us at any given moment. So what do we do? You know, do, do... Society flat out sucks. Excuse me. No, no. Some people shouldn't be parents today because they don't know how to teach the morals and the values of how we came up. Maybe if you light a fire under the rest, Put them in the damn military and straighten them out. And, and because it kills me. How, how are these generations going to come up and raise their own kids? Now when everybody's riding around killing people, don't give a rat's ass about nothing. Sorry, but... No, yeah, but I'm being point. honest. Don't, don't ever Honestly, never for, for speaking your truth, Mike. We we totally appreciate it. It kills me to no end. You know what? It's my own child. My my daughter's mother raised her, and you know she did a hell of a job. Right. And it's not because it's my own child, but she has the values. She ain't like all into this. Oh, it's about me. You know, it's it's how you raise your kids that are going to pave the way for their life. Very true. And Mike, th that this is a, this is this is exactly what what Genia and I are, are trying to do. And we are just two of of thousands out there out here who are completely in alignment with what you're saying. That's the same story that's regurgitating inside of inside of us but we have to do something about it we you know we could the the rumination it continues well, and that's what causes us sickness right right so what do we do about it well oh we, we oh. example i think when I he got a, when he got a jackass government running shit trying to run telling you how to live your own life nah, that don't work it right. don't work, folks. It, no, again, it doesn't it don't work. work. Trying, to, try, trying to control the external never works. But what we can control are our thoughts and our actions and our minds. You know, and those things, you know, we were talking about triggers earlier. 
And a lot of times our triggers can, can fuel our passions, Absolutely. you know, for our convictions and can also be, you know, helping us stay in alignment with our values. Clearly, you know, um, you have some very strong values and, you know, anger can be used to build, build or, or destroy. And we're, we're trying to build. And I think you are too. And I think you made some great points. There is a good side to social media. It can be wonderful to connect. It's amazing that we, thank goodness we had like FaceTime and Zoom and all these things during, during, you know, times where we couldn't see loved ones. But it does, it, it does get overused, but it's not social media. It is our own responsibility on how we use this technology right. and who we're following and what we're listening to, you know, and how we're treating people and, and things like that. It's in our individual responsibility. So, and, and Mike, when you when you were first talking, you were talking about getting back to family values and the way that the world was before social media, before cell phones. Uh, you know, here's here's the good news that we often don't think about. We are the most adaptable species on the planet. One hundred percent. And it takes the kind of passion that you just got done explaining and talking about to create that adaptation. We just have to put a question on the end of it. Okay, now what do we do? Now, how do we get back to that connected? How can we get back to that connected while incorporating the new technology? It's not going anywhere. That's We're not it. gonna unplug, but can, you know, can we put our phones down during a family meal? Can we have no phones in the house? Can we make a concerted effort to connect with our loved ones and our friends on a baseball field? And even what Angel was saying earlier, can we get to a point where we can learn to express how we're feeling in a way that's going to be most acceptable to others so that we can begin that connection? And none of that has anything to do with a cell phone. And it has nothing to do with social media. But if we can build those skills aside and then they'll bleed into social media. They'll bleed into, you know, the, the, the twisted ways in which some people might use social media. So it's, it's, um, it is almost, it sounds trite, but you know, you need to be the change. You know, right. if you want to, you know, you want to be a master gardener, you have to build a garden, right? If you want to be a connective human, you have, you know, you have, have to, to build formulate those connections. You have to become the change that you seek. And I think if more people were, were to grasp that, right, and use use that passion, like, oh, my God, your passion and your expressiveness, you know, use it to build and use it to build the connections. Amazing. And I love that. And there's proof right here, right now, because we're all having this conversation. So it, it can happen on this small scale and it can grow. Right. And, you know, remember, we are battling, you know, social media. It is. It is an addiction. It is an addiction, just like drinking, just like shopping, just like sex, just like drugs. You know, it is distracting us from what's going on within us. The pain. The pain, right? What better way to not think about, you know, your your deepest, darkest shadow feelings than, than scrolling Facebook? That's it. Right? It's an easy... It's oh, easy. it's a... Social media is a disease, and it's like people got to be on it, right? Including myself. I mean, but it's again, like the first thing you get up to the last, the last thing you go to bed is like 
you know, either you post something, what's somebody else doing, you know, what's Joe Blow up the street, uh, you know, like taking pictures, this, that, and the third. And it's just an addicting, you know, what it's is? like drugs, what? alcohol, or, or nicotine. But it's what? a metal thing. Right. What if, just like alcohol and nicotine, what if social media is not the disease? What if it is the symptom? Just like we've been well, treating mental health well, issues or challenges as a disease for so many decades now, and we're not getting anywhere because we are not, we are treating the symptom. The disease is what lies underneath. What, it, what are we trying to avoid by being on social media all day long? What are we trying to avoid by, by, by drinking ourselves into a coma? What are we trying to avoid by shopping? What are we trying to avoid? These are symptoms. Let's get to the root of it. Oh, and that's I mean, what I do and find out what's going on underneath the symptom. I think we need to reclassify. All the problem it's a trauma. For a lot it's, of people just. I would imagine. Things just to, yep. It's it's the trauma. A hundred percent. People just turn to other venues to like forget reality. One hundred percent. They want their problems. Yep. But and again, you know, it's an it's a way out. It is. Yeah. It is. But we can adapt, and we it's we like, are adapting. It, and we it, need to, it, yeah, and we need to stop it, it turns, the symptoms and judging and labeling them and go to the cause. It, it's sad it. to say because I work in Center City, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ride past Kensington and Allegheny and I see, you know, people just strung out, sleeping. You know, it's like, it's sad. It's, you know, it's a it's a disgrace it's, because nobody, nobody in this government does nothing about it. They just let Kensington just sink into the abyss. And it, it's a flat out joke because right. they ignore it. You got politicians and I want to call out Republicans, Democrats, both on both sides. They can battle in the media, but they're all sitting behind closed doors, kissing each other's ass, lying in each other's pockets, and it's a disgrace. Because they don't care, and we could pay $5 a gallon coming up, but they don't care about us people that vote them in. But we keep putting them in there. They're all crooks. Right. We ought to just throw them in jail and throw away the key. Because it's a flat-out joke. Right. And now, yeah, I, I, too, Mike, um, no, Jesse and I have said. That's the truth. Well, you know, and what if, what if, for your own peace, you know, what if you could wrap your head? You know, I just know for myself, it makes me feel better when I believe that people are doing the best they can. You know, the, the policies 
you know, mm -hmm. I don't agree with, right? I've spent time down in Kensington with, with our nonprofit, Jesse has too. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking for sure. And again, that's what we're saying because the focus has always been on treating the symptom or criminalizing the symptom, you know, and they're not, there's, there's not a lot of resources or places to go where we can get more of the problem. What led you here? There's a great quote. And I think it's by Desmond Tutu. We have to stop pulling people out of the river. We have to find out why they're jumping in. You know, and I always remember that. We're, we're, we, for years and years and years, we society's been looking at the wrong thing. They've been looking at the effect, not the cause. There's, there's other people just like Jesse and I that are looking at the cause. Um, we've been stigmatizing and, and criminalizing, and that's it's not working. We tried that. It's not working. Now it's time to try something a little different. And that's why we do what we do, and many people like us do what they do. We recognize you're absolutely right about the government. You're absolutely right about the different political parties. You're right about the different organizations. They're, they're, not, they're only contributing to the problem. But at the end of the day... You have to remember these entities, they're just human beings that make up these governments and these, you know, right. and they're doing the best that they can. But the power the intentions that, are good. The power that that Mike just demonstrated, you know, in, in expressing his feelings, that same power is what's behind our ability to adapt, our ability to say walk through Kensington and to see someone who who may be suffering from you know what we might label it on the onset as a, a, a mental problem, but what's at the, the core of it? There's fear, there's loneliness, there's disconnection. There's if, trauma. If we can take on the, you know, just a simple short act of connecting with somebody by saying, hey man, you know, I, I totally understand. I hope that you understand that your value is, is more than what you feel it is right now. Just words like that, just offering those types of things right. and all of us doing it, at an incredible, you know, a, 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 an increased speed okay. and with the passion that Mike just got done expressing, that's what changes. Right. It's not believing that it's going to be the government and then criticizing the government because the government has nothing to do with that solution. It is in each and every single one of us. Hey, uh, Fuj, now that I got you all nice and calm, I'm pretty sure you're best friend and Howard Roseman, you guys are hanging out. By the way, for those who are tuning in today, whether you're, you're tuning in from Australia, overseas here stateside, uh, Fuji, who's again, my co-host on Broad Street South, he absolutely, him and, and Harry Roseman, who is the general manager of Philadelphia Eagles, they're hanging out tonight. They're having the, the best time in the world. So uh, Fuji, want to make sure you get back to your dinner there with uh, with Howie. Uh, I went good. I mean, my power broke Jason and Bob couple ex-former Eagles and, you know, everybody loved the draft. And, you know, how he did his thing. And now we're talking about reality. <laughs> That's the way it works. But listen, we're coming up on the hour number one. So thank you for tuning in. I want to see if maybe Grant will give us a minute or two because he's been making some good comments along with Gio. We're going to have Gio on with us next week. So oh, she can be yeah. a part of the panel. That way yes. she can come on and uh, she can discuss what she feels, you know, and, and and what they're feeling at, at the moment. But, uh, and Grant says, Mantra, I was born to help people. If I can't, 
Uh, if I can't help them, let's not hurt them. So, Beautiful. I love that. That's awesome, Grant. Beautiful. And we will so we'll see if, uh, if Grant calls in. I invited Grant as well to be on part of the panel, but he says he may not be here next week. So okay. I want to see if, if Grant maybe end up calling in. So, Fuji, I'm going to let you go for the moment. Thank you, sir, for calling in, and I do appreciate you as always. Thank you, sir, and appreciate the work that we folks in the future, and, you know, let's let's get some rocking. Let's get it rocking, Larry. Good, Thank you so much for calling in. You take care. I love your passion. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you. Have a good evening. It was great speaking with you both. You too. Same back to you, bud. All right, Fuji. Have a great night, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right, do it on Mike and Mike gets he gets fired up. Mike gets fired. Oh, you I should see him. Yeah, we That's we so we have conversations sure. like this all the time, and it's because if if it if he doesn't get it out, it makes it a lot worse. So it's it's a good thing that he did call in because he likes to get a lot of things off his chest, which is always great because the more we keep it bottled in, the worse it becomes. So Absolutely. that's a great thing. And yes, Grant, if uh, if you get the opportunity, sir, you can call in now before we end the show here. But yeah, by all means, call in 813-553-1130. And Gia, um, send me a uh, send me your email at amartinez at broadstsouth.com. amartinez at broadstsouth.com. And you can, if you don't get it, look on our website, broadstsouth.com. There's a link to my email. Put your email in there, and then I'll send you the link for next week's show. So we, we hope to see you come next week. But uh, yeah, great, Gia, yeah. please join you, us. Yeah, it's always let's, it, it's a fun. You know, it's I want to say it's a fun topic because mental. It shouldn't ever be everything depressing. So we have to make sure that we make light of everything that happens in this world. And the more we talk about it, it, it makes it even better. So absolutely. that absolutely, yeah. it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, and it, you know, it can be, you know, light. You know, I mean, it's deep stuff, but. But we're not we're not going to be in the right space mentally to start to formulate solutions, right. start to create some curiosity unless we can put some, some levity it. into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, ever. You got to maintain a little levity in life. Life is challenging enough. We don't want to extra challenge ourselves. Yeah. No, that is true. And Grant says mental state is, is good, uh, good and bad, right? You know, and hey. that's why we end up talking about it. We have them all. Isn't that, isn't that life? You know, I mean, look, if we were all just positive and happy all the time and everything was rainbows and unicorns, this would be a really boring life. It would be a really boring life. And we really sure wouldn't have too much to talk about. So the rapture of life is, is, you know, recognizing that all emotions are necessary, right? But we haven't learned, you know, a to label them correctly because you know we we know how to be happy we know how to be sad and we know how to be pissed off right but we don't have words for what's really going on underneath of us exactly um but they're all useful they're all teachers they're all part of a rapturous fulfilled life but we're taught to resist and bottle and brood and you know only show certain emotions you know, some are access acceptable. Um, anger was an acceptable emotion growing up in my house. I'm sure it was an acceptable one in, in a lot of other people's houses too. Absolutely. But sadness was was equated as weakness, right? So we'll get into all of that too. Again, well, Grant, I tell you what, same invite that I sent to to Gia by 
by all means, look under broadestysouth.com, click on the email, and then send me an email. And next week, therefore, if you can't call in into the USA, you can always end up sending me, a, I'll send you a show link. You can join us, and then you can talk to us right then and there. If you don't want to show your face, you don't have to click on the camera. We can just hear your voice. So it could be like you calling into the USA, except just going right through the web. So, Grant, the invitation is there for you to come next week onto the show. Uh, sure. Yeah, let me put this on the screen here so you guys can see it. But by all means, Grant, next week, as you guys can see, I'll put the email out there on the on the screen for you guys to see. Send me in. You send me a, a simple email. Let me know you want to come on the show and we'll have you guys on the show come next week. That way, at least you can share your life experience with us. And I think it, it'll just make it a lot better. So by all means, For it, sure. it's up. yeah, so I, I just think it would be so much more better. Fantastic. So yeah, hopefully you can see, uh, you can see the email up there on the screen, but listen tonight, of course we can go on this topic forever. Normally we like to make the show here, but an hour we ran a couple, a couple over just right. because of, uh, Fuji going absolutely nuts, but that's just Fuji. Love the guy to death because Fuji, right? yeah, he gets he gets passionate. There's a lot more. You guys will have to come back during the NFL season, just like oh. our, on our regular normal show that we do on Thursday nights because now Tuesday nights are dedicated to you guys. But on Thursday night, when Fuji gets fired up, especially during the games, uh, it yes. he becomes. We're gonna have, we're gonna be full fully padded for that. That's one. right. We'll, yeah, we'll, we're gonna wear the, we'll, the, we'll whole, the, pads, the pads. We'll be ready. <laughs> you're gonna need it <laughs> when it comes to fuji you're definitely gonna need it but before we let everybody go here for the evening i want to make sure that you guys share out your social to make sure if people want to reach out and want to talk to you guys whether it's a one-on-one whether they you know want to shoot something on messenger or anything else so i'm going to bring up your normal screen here i know dj montage has it ready here so i'm going to bring this one up first and then anywhere else they can reach you as far as on social media Sure. Um, you can just find us on uh, Raindance Life, um, raindancelife.com. Um, all of our socials the same, Raindance Life. You'll one find word. it. Just one word, Raindance Life, uh, one word, and you will find us. You can message us. You can um, email us through our website. Uh, there's a phone number. Um, if you're in the States, you can um, call, the, call the number there. Um, send us an email. Uh, we are in we are in the Bahamas, so I do have a WhatsApp. But you know, give us shoot us an email if you, you want to talk to us via WhatsApp. I can I can get that number to you as well. Follow us on Facebook. Give us a like for sure. We um, are we are here for you. Absolutely, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. We are here to We're here to help people. You know that you know that is our mission. I forgot almost one thing here that I want to make sure we cover before we end up signing off here. The meme busters. Ah, meme busters. Yes. Right. So, and I, before I bring up the one that, uh, that was sent over, uh, let's see. Grant says, can we share motion on Insta? Okay. All right. Well, uh, awesome. Grant, I'm sure I'm doing that. Uh, just awesome. says, yes, I love yeah, Rainier's Life you. Center. We love you thank too. You and Grant says I'd appreciate a, a little chat if you game uh, prior to the public. Yeah, Grant, Absolutely. listen, like I said, Grant, come on. Normally I'm um, signed on about a half hour before the show starts. So by all means, send me an email. We'll chat before you come on in case you do want to come on if you don't. But by all means, send me an email and we'll end up chatting here a little bit before you, you'll come on the show. So the invite's there. And that's to anyone who's listening in tonight. And for those listening to the audio download side of the show, 
if you want to come on the show and be a guest, be a part of the panel, by all means, make sure you can send out an email. Again, you can visit right through broadstsouth.com. Click on the email link that's there. Shoot me an email. And let me know exactly what you want to talk about, and we'll bring you guys on. So we have – the show is for everybody. It's for everyone out there. And, Jim Grant, it's because you guys tonight, making the comments that you guys have made, is what made the show successful here this evening. So by all means, please come back. And I want to bring up the meme – that wait, wait, was, one more thing too in addition to that like if someone sure. has a coaching question or they're going through something and they're you know and they don't want to be on the show but they have a question they can email it into you or they can shoot us an email through our website or contact us send us a message give us a call you know we're here to help right and you know sometimes people are going through things and they don't want you know their their spouse to know or their mother-in-law or this and that you know shoot us an email you have a question you're having a a challenge triggers something going on, you know, we will absolutely, you know, put ourselves in action and, and try to help walk with you through it on the show. Yeah. Absolutely. No problem, Grant. And thank you as well for the comments. And he said he needed it. So again, you never know. Yeah, and this yeah. turned out to be a great night. Turned to be a great there first is. night. So I want to bring up the meme because we do want to bust a myth around here, but I want to bring up a meme have you guys, you know, I'll, uh, as far as I'll mention here, and then I want you guys to take over from that point and then wind the show from there. But uh, the one meme that's up there, along, it comes from Paper Coach. It says, you get the best version of me when I know I can trust you. Now, <laughs> is that the biggest myth ever? Or is it something that people believe because that's something that they, again, want to hear? Exactly. It is one of those social constructs that when they put it out, someone puts it out as a meme, it connects with so many people, you know, just even looking at the comments that will, will fall underneath what a, a meme like that. Right. Complete and utter agreement. But there's a hitch inside of that. Can you put it up one more time? Just so we can, sure. we can use the, the words themselves. So you get the best version of me when I know you can trust, right. when I can trust you. you. That's the external that we were talking about. Right. You're leaving your your alignment, your power. You're just handing your power into somebody else's hands. Like, I'm going to wait to be my authentic self till I wait to see if you're being your authentic self. So how disempowering is that? And what right? is... What, what message is that? Like, you, like I don't need... Like, and I'm what's switching. the fear? What's the fear? So trust is, a, is, a, is an incredible word because obviously we all understand what it means and we all have our own definition of where that falls. But what do we lose when we are, when our trust is violated? We don't lose a limb. We don't lose our life. We literally lose something on the, we, we have something threatened on the inside, but we can hold on to that. We can learn to hold on to those things and see that actually the vulnerability that it, that we put out by just trusting without waiting for that external stimulus, so to speak, is exactly where we need to get to in order to do everything that we talked about tonight, in order to have that power. Right. And it's and again, it's, a, it's another one like, well, I'm going to wait and I'm going to see who you're going to be before I decide who I'm going to be in this moment. Oh my God, that's exhausting. And disconnected. And totally disconnected. That doesn't breed. And we we lose ourselves in relationships, right? And we talk about authenticity. Why can't we be authentic on social media? That's like a, that's a meme that's telling you not to be. 
right. authentic. It's like, oh, wait for wait for the other person to do something before you decide how you're going to be. Exactly. So, so which one is that? Is that we have three categories in our meme busting. So Jesse Silva, is that toxic positivity, spiritual bypassing, or just bad advice? Oh, that's just bad just advice. Just bad advice. We're going to file that one under just bad advice. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And uh, Grant says, "Love how this is running over time due to pure passion." And 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 we yes, weren't running into overtime. Yes, yeah. we can talk forever. Anyone that knows us, you know, I'll never shut up. So, <laughs> no, it's not because it, it's true. If if it's not passionate, if listen, you can anyone can do a regular show and have the regular voice. Hello, this is Bob, and welcome to Life Matters. No one wants to hear that. Everybody wants to be themselves. They want to make sure that the voice and the messages are being heard. And the best way to do it is between Grant and Gia tonight, who've been, I mean, a powerhouse, both okay. of them tonight, with the message I've been coming into, you know, and especially like even with Grant, I mean, you, you guys got to make sure that as we all talk amongst one another, everyone shares their views, everyone shares their opinion, because who am I to judge anyone? I'm not God. That, that day's going to come. When you get up to them pearly gates, oh, it's you. I remember all those jokes that you had. Like, God, it was just jokes. It was just jokes. It's okay. So, you know, I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm here to enjoy my life. I'm here to do the best I possibly can. And I'll share a story with you guys come next week that I shared uh, before the show went on. So I'll, I'll leave that one with a cliffhanger for next week. But, you know, awesome. thanks to Grant and Gia. And obviously, Fuji for calling in tonight. Uh, and my last couple of comments here. Grant says, gut instinct is to be trusted. And... Beautiful. Bad advice, Yeah, Gia agrees. Bad advice. All right. Yeah. And Angel, thank so, you. Your what you said there at the end, as far as uh, you know, who have I? Man, that's just a beautiful thing to keep inside of your mind. Right. Absolutely. And we realize we get to the point where we realize all judgment is actually self-judgment. Then you're free from judgment. It is. And the thing, the last comment coming here tonight would be by Grant it says interaction is what makes humans, and it's true. And it's, I, it's just like Grant. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you off with this one because that'd be a good topic for next week as well. When it comes down to as we talk about mental mental awareness, how about courting or dating, depending on uh, what part of the world you're from? And we can pick up on that topic as well come next week because that's a great thing because that that part of life seems to have gone away and thankfully because of this thing right here right it's easier to swipe left and swipe right swipe instead left. of just doing things the way it was before so next week we'll have two great topics to talk about we'll also have grant will definitely talk to you before the show starts that way you can figure out if you want to be with on uh, us or not and gia by all means we can't wait to have you on the show as well come next week so listen to everyone uh grant says thank you all we appreciate you grant and gia and everyone who tuned in once again the download audio of the show will be available immediately here following the show. So if you guys, in case you didn't miss it, if you're on the boat, you're on the helicopter, in a plane ride, wherever you are, you can tune in to Coaching Sessions. It is episode one of Coaching Sessions. Many episodes to come. And we can't wait to see. And uh, Grant says, uh, GS said, great show, you guys. And Grant says, I'm overly familiar as a bartender. See? Another yeah. Excellent. See? Grant just keeps coming with us. So Grant, we got to have you on. That's all I got to say. We're going to have you on. And he says F tender, which is uh, it's hilarious yeah. because, yeah, that's where a lot of people have gone. So, listen, we'll leave that. So, two topics to talk about next week. We can't wait to have our guest on there. Right. For everyone else, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, again, first episode for Coaching Sessions. We will leave you all with this advice to make sure that if you don't look out for yourselves, also look out for one another because you never know when that person who's not saying much 
maybe saying the most. So with that being said, have a great night. And for those of us who normally join us on Thursday, we will see you Thursday night to talk some NFL, some NBA, and some MLB talk. So everyone, so, oops, no, sorry. I got, let me get quick four comments in. Uh, Barbara Mooney says, love you. Oh. Hey, love you, Barb. Mwah from Grant. Mwah, Grant. Episode one from Gia and uh, Gia. Hello, Grant. So I'll leave it there. And before the more comments come in, thank you guys all for tuning in. We will see you all come next week. <laughs>